Hey, good morning, all. Welcome to the Common Good Podcast. It's August 3rd. It's a Wednesday. We often talk about faith and how it connects to our common good life. Um, been a bit of a day, I'll tell you already. You know, I don't know. My, my time is like 9 a.m. and everything's a disaster. Uh, uh, my settings were all wrong. Things were broken. I looked down. I thought I should button up my shirt a little bit. Realized my shirt's on inside out and I didn't even change. So I'm just saying, if you've ever had a day like that, uh, having one of those too. Yeah. But Dan, weather is nice here in Minneapolis. So uh, nice, nice breezy summer. How's the weather there in South Bend? Uh, it's nice uh, if you like sweating. Because you're going to sweat a lot today. It's it's a heat wave, and it's humid. It's like swimming through the atmosphere when you walk outside. Well, we had a national night out party on our street last night. Did you have one of the uh, community policing sponsored national night outs? Don't know what that means. Yeah. What is it like? See, a- it's so curious. Other people have said that too. I don't know. It's a national effort organized for the neighbors to have a block party on the on the first Tuesday of August. Okay, so it's sort of a big communal event. Built around the notion of community police, policing, interestingly. Like, hey, if we get huh. to know each other, we can take care of each other and we don't have to, you know, res- resort to uh, so many other things that go on. Oh, yeah, but anyway, we had one of those last night. So big block parties, the cities get into it and all, and they hmm. start to, um, you know, come around and they bring the fire truck if you want them and all that kind of stuff. So, but we were outside and it was just, just standing. We were just sweating. It was so humid. And we came in and I I asked, you know, my digital assistant, uh, what the humidity was 71%, 71% humidity. That's, that's just real. Are you at those levels? Like, you know, it's like 70, 80% humidity, like I would assume I just, it feels like a hundred percent. So I don't, I don't know how they gauge such things, but yeah. Does anybody really understand that? (laughs) Say numbers, nobody really gets it. Hey, uh, but Dan, we're going to be talking today about an experience that a number of people in West Michigan had yesterday and the day before in the primaries. And we held an event, Vote Common Good did, in Holland, Michigan on Monday night, um, trying to rally people to see what's going on with a mega focused Christian nationalist movement in West Michigan that is pressuring candidates to. Um, only behave in ways that they want them to. It's uh, We talk a lot around here at Vote Common Good about the change that happened with faith voters, the flipping of faith voters from voting for Donald Trump and Republicans in 2016 to not voting for them in the same, Trump in the same way in West Michigan. And it's what caused the win of Michigan was that these Christian faith voters moved away from Donald Trump. Well, we're not the only ones that got that message. The people also got that message are the white Christian nationalists. So they started organizing and unlike us, who uses, you know, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, and, you know, a bit of wit, <laughs> these people are just full-on bullies. Uh, their yeah. organization, their pack is called Ottawa Impact. Ottawa is the county uh-huh. that they operate in. And they go around in Ottawa County organizing, harassing, and bullying Republicans yeah. for not being Republican enough. Quote, unquote. You know, Around here at Vote Common Good, we we don't spend a lot of time saying to somebody, hey, you should vote for Republicans because I think Republicans have lost the right to represent people in this country until they get themselves straightened up here. So I don't say it much. And occasionally someone comes along. Well, Monday night stood on a stage with a couple of county commissioners saying, you should go vote for these guys in the primary tomorrow. Uh, you know, they, they need to be on the ballot because they were censured by this 
pull it by the GOP, the Republican Party, in Michigan because of the pressuring of this white nationalist, Christian nationalist bullying effort of Ottawa Impact. Yeah. And you're going to hear the stories of these people. So we recorded them. They, they presented. Uh, three of the people you're going to hear from are Republicans. Uh, one of them, I'm not sure she is. She's just running for the school board. Just running for the school board. Yep. And uh, you'll hear the story about how they start. She was going to have a little get together at an ice cream shop to talk to people about what she would want to do as a representative <laughs> on the nonpartisan school board. The other person that you're going to hear from, uh, likely here, is somebody who's just on like the town council. <laughs> you know, yeah. like they fix sewers, utterly harangued and harassed. And then two guys that work for the uh, are on the county commission. And they just like, you know, help the sheriff and the police. None of that stuff is supposed to be... Uh, Extremely partisan, yeah. But that's the thing. Republicans have figured out that politics is local. And they've organized and they've really gone after these hyper-local elections, like school boards and county commissioners. Mm -hmm. And that's where you can really make a mess of things if you want to. Because Phew. it's just a handful of votes determine the outcome of these elections. Uh, they've they've figured that out and they've organized and uh, this is the result. Yeah, and and look, it's I'm all for people just getting their act together and uh, pulling their friends and neighbors and you know think alikers sure, all yeah. together to organize. And then there's just full on bullying, intimidation, right. censuring these guys. You're going to hear two county commissioners talk about how they are censured by the GOP. Because they wanted Democrats to also vote for them. <laughs> like, like I get it that there's that there's partisan divides, but when people are just forthright in there, there is no one. I mean, it is um, it is extremist like yeah. behavior. I just got to say, if any of these Christian nationalists doing this, and these are I'm not I'm not using Christian nationalism toward these people. Uh, against their will, they are self-avowed Christian nationalists. They have yard signs that say "Jesus is Lord of Ottawa County." <laughs> I mean, they're they're yeah. not they're not goofing around here. They're they're serious about their Christian nationalism, and that's the the, the context these people are in. And then they're the meanest, bulliest, rudest, lying yeah. people. And that's not me saying that. That's these fellow Republicans you're about to hear, who are people just salt of the earth. Just trying to do a thing. Yeah, just, just trying, trying to, to help make their out. schools better. Just trying yeah, to the make their community county park. Make the sewers work better. You know, fund the roads and stuff in their little towns. And none of these people are even in paid positions, right? Like you might say, well, big money comes in and these people are beholden <laughs> and they're making all this money as Congress. You're in the city council and the the, the county right. commissioner. Like it, it costs you money to do these jobs. Totally. To be on a school board. I mean, in some small little town in West Michigan. Yeah. So it makes no sense other than the bullying kind of techniques that I'm, I'll just say, if there were Muslim organized political action committees that were behaving like this, I promise you these Christians would be out, you know, calling them uh, religious extremists Yeah, because they would be acting as religious extremists. And that's what these Christian that's people exactly are. what they're doing. Yeah. And we uh, saw well, it in the, the previous election. We had friends, you know, the Berghoffs, Brian Berghoff is running for Congress in Michigan. 
they had death threats. They had to leave their home. They had to pack up their family and get away from West Michigan for a bit because the threats were so real. The police were like, yeah, these are actionable yep. threats. We're concerned for your safety because the good Christian people of West Michigan would rather kill someone or threaten to kill them yes. than to have a free and fair election. It is full on. Start One of the stories you'll hear was in 2016 and then right up until today. And it all came down last night. And the candidates supported by this group called Ottawa Impact, this Christian nationalist bullying, you know, terror filling kind of group, their candidates won more of the seats on the county commission. So the other problem is it works. Yeah. And we're trying to do all that we can to, uh, to to raise a voice about this. One of the pastors who spoke at the event that we did, Pastor Vern, had this great line. He said, you know, I grew up, he's Christian reformed. He said, I, and you can watch the entirety. We're just going to show you excerpts tonight. You can watch the entirety on wherever you're watching this. We live streamed the same thing. It was about an hour, 45 minute long program. So you can watch all of their comments, not just the edits that we did. And you'll hear Pastor Vern. He said, you know, when I grew up, we talked about the Great Commission, which some people know, where Jesus says, go into all the world, right? Yeah. And he said, you know, you, you know how it reads, right? Go into all the world and make nations out of all disciples. <laughs> and then he says, oh, no, no, that's not what it says. It says, go into all the world and make disciples of every nation. Yeah. Not make nations out of the disciples. And what he was doing was inverting the story that these Christian nationalists have, that what they think they're supposed to do is to push their religion and make their religion the expression of political culture. And again, the people we're talking about who are the county commissioners and the people running for school board and for the city city organizing, like city council, Republican Christian people who are like, this right. is not how this should go, <laughs> right? Uh, it's, it's, it's not as if this is a battle, like all fundamentalists and extremists, it's always a battle amongst the most pure. Yeah. Who's the most pure in this thing and what can we, what can we do about it? So... All right, the first person you're going to hear, uh, she's running for, she is running for uh, school board, and she tells uh, this story about what her experience was, and it was really quite riveting. So here she is. A few weeks ago, I had an event scheduled at an ice cream shop in Jamestown. It was called Cones and Conversations. I had posted on social media asking community members, please come out. I would love to meet you. I would love to talk to you. I would love to give you the opportunity to ask me questions about my platform and about what I stand for as a candidate. I had had an event similar to this a few weeks before. I had had an event called Donuts and Discussions um, at a local donut shop. Roger Victory happened to be there the same time as me doing the same thing. Um, and it was, it was fine. It was peaceful. People came, we had great conversations. I bought some donuts for people. I thought, okay, you know, this isn't so bad. Now, my team on the other hand had anticipated that in the quiet community of Jamestown, my ice cream event might go a little bit differently. And it did. The owner that I had spoken with about the event asked me to come in a little bit early before the event started. She wanted to talk with me a little bit more, talk with the staff about how, you know, the token thing was gonna work. I would give out tokens, people would turn it in for free ice cream, the campaign would pay for it at the end. When I walked in, 
I found her sitting like this at one of her tables. She was staring at her phone and shaking her head and saying, I don't know what to do. What is happening? I didn't know what she was talking about. She shared with me that she was getting inundated with messages on Facebook and text messages of people who had seen that I was having my event at her business. People who are threatening to boycott her business. People who are saying that they are gonna take their business down the road somewhere else because she supported me as a candidate. My gut feelings, I was just shocked. I had anticipated pushback. I had anticipated people coming and talking to me and asking me the hard questions at this event. I did not anticipate bullies in our community attacking this new small business owner. When I had called her to schedule the event, I had explained to her who I was, that I was running um, for a seat on our school board, which is a nonpartisan position. I'm a mom of two elementary age kids in Hudsonville schools. I'm the director of a small nonprofit ministry that works with orphans and the community in Zambia. I'm a Christian and I'm a social worker. I explained to her my platform. I explained that I wanted to be a voice for all students in our district, the ones who don't feel heard, the ones who don't feel seen. I had explained to her my previous event and that it went very well. She agreed to have the event. She asked me for a graphic that she could post on social media to try and encourage more community members to come out. I thought that was great. I sent her the graphic. She posted it on her Facebook and Instagram. I have some of the Facebook responses that she received, or not, that she received and that were posted regarding my event. And I quote, I messaged the owner my thoughts on this event as I spend a large amount of time and money in her shop. We might be frequenting the competitor down the road more often. I just sent her a message and challenged her to cancel. I can't support your small business anymore. I didn't receive a response when I messaged, I will take that as this is where this business owner stands. This was justified and I'm glad the business owner took the appropriate action. I gave her an out. I told her that if she was not comfortable with me having this event in her business, that she could cancel it. I told her I would not hold it against her at all, that my family and I would continue coming there and supporting her business, that I would encourage my team, my friends, my family, and my community to do the same. I apologized profusely. I had no idea this was going to happen. I asked her if it would be okay to stay in case anyone showed up, that I would sit at the picnic table the furthest away from all the other seats outside so I could let my team who was coming and any other community members know that the event was canceled in case they didn't see it posted 
online. I bought my ice cream and I went outside. Before I walked outside, she apologized to me. She felt terrible that she canceled the event. She and I both posted on social media that the event was canceled. I thought that that was the worst. I thought things were over. I went out to the picnic table where several of my team members from my campaign came and joined me. They also got ice cream. I explained what was going on. Two cars pulled up and parked in spots closest to where we were sitting, which again was the furthest spot away from the other tables. They turned off their engines, rolled down their windows, and openly listened and watched as we sat there talking. One was recording, and I found out later was posting to Facebook the snippets that she heard. A few days later, the news reached out to me. They wanted to hear my story, and they wanted to hear the owner's story. However, the owner did not want the story to run. She wanted this to all be over. This is what common good candidates in our community are up against. We are targets, and so are those that we associate with. A business being threatened over allowing me to sit at a table, talk with community members, and buy them ice cream? In the Ottawa Impact Action Group, which is a private Facebook group, it was posted, this event was canceled because many conservatives spoke up and the business owner became more educated. I encourage everyone to do the same when you see something that isn't right. You can make a difference. I encourage all of you to make a difference. We can talk about what needs to change in our community, but if we don't do anything, nothing's gonna happen. I encourage you to go forward strongly and with perseverance against these bullies in our community. They might have words and they might post things on Facebook, but they're not gonna hold us back. Thank you. Isn't that something uh, that's oh Jessica D. Young? Jessica D. Young, I mean, it, it's what struck me about hearing her story. She apologized to the ice cream shop owner. <laughs> yeah. The ice cream shop owner apologized to her for the behavior of these other people. Right. I mean, just something else. It just makes me so mad because the bullies win. The bullies win. Ugh. And then they paint themselves as heroes. We did it, guys. We educated this business owner about yes. something that was wrong, and we got our way. We, 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 we really did the right thing. Boy, our voices were really heard. Yeah. That we slandered a person who runs a ministry helping kids in Zambia and just wants to help out on the school board. And because we think she talks to Democrats... We know she's not at all the kind of person that can be having a meeting at your ice cream shop. Yeah, just wild. <laughs> I mean, what on earth? And then using social media like a bunch of junior hires and slandering people and talking about them. And yeah, it's the coordinated just- pylons, like digital pylons, like you get all your angry friends and all post the same crazy mean stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And of course, people don't want to run for office at the local level then. Like, <laughs> All right. So, so that's the story we're going to hear from, uh, from uh, Becca Steele here, Rebecca Steele here. She has the same kind of story. She was on the stage. She went, she actually presented just before Jessica DeYoung did there. And she, uh, this, this is the story that she tells about in 2016. So I edited up her, her comments. They're really great. They were just longer than we could have here. But she talks about how in 2016, she starts getting interested in politics. She's a Republican. She goes to uh, looking at all the candidates who are coming through the area. She goes and sees Bernie Sanders. She goes and sees Hillary Clinton, goes and sees Trump, you know, goes and sees all these people, decides I should run for office, goes and signs up and realizes, oh boy, here we go. And as she says, that's 2016. And then she talks about how it ramps up even more in 2020. Now, she won her race. Jessica very well may win her race, too. These people aren't just like, they're not raising a flag because they think somehow the system was rigged. They're not like, we lost and these people cheated. It's none of that Trump nonsense that they're Mm -hmm. talking about, right? They're They're not acting like a bunch of losers and feel sorry for themselves. They win their races, like, like Jessica's not on. A, she's not being primaried tomorrow. She's going to be on the on the ballot come come November. What they're raising is the way they're treated, the way other people are acting, and the kind of cr- cruelty and mean and mean spiritedness. And then it crosses a line where it really starts to turn into intimidation. You'll hear you'll hear yeah. some of those stories from, from her here. And I thought it was interesting. Right before we play the clip, she said, uh, "This is what common good candidates are up against." And I think that's that's really telling. Great line. Yeah, yeah. So here's Becky Steele. Over the next few weeks, with plenty of infant nap times to scroll social media and overwatch daytime news, I decided I needed to do more. As an upper elementary teacher, I had taught my social studies students about the importance of civic engagement and felt like I was constantly talking with them about using your voice for good. So it was time that I practiced what I preached. I started attending meetings of my own township board and decided to run for office. The startling thing that I learned was that representing my local community on issues like park and library improvements, water and sewer connectivity, roads and cemeteries and sidewalks, police and fire crossing guards and gateway beautification, all of this was partisan politics. Republican, Democrat or independent, you had to state your allegiance before you could do anything else. Deep breath, I'm a Republican, check the box, done. Or so I thought. You guys, within just a few days of filing that paperwork, I began to feel the full wrath of the far right political force in Ottawa County. And this was 2016, Ottawa Impact wasn't even a thing yet. Was I cornered in parking lots for more than an hour on more than one occasion to be schooled by other candidates about the corrupt public school system, indoctrinating our kids, and lying about our needs? I was. Were articles and letters to the editor published in the advance in the Grand Rapids Press newspapers about how I wasn't Republican enough to run in the Republican Party? They were. Did sitting candidates use board discussion time at the end of public meetings to speculate about my beliefs and criticize my character without meeting me or giving me the chance to respond? They absolutely did. 
Did a now colleague even go so far as to call my employer, the superintendent of the school system where I teach, and suggest that my contract be terminated because I was engaging in political debate on social media? Oh yes. Welcome to conservative politics in West Michigan, ladies and gentlemen. As a fairly anxious and hard on my sleeve 30-something who was piling political ambition on top of all the postpartum feels, this was a lot. Every time I speak to people who want to get into local politics but are nervous to put themselves out there, I wholeheartedly understand and am emotionally transported right back to that spring and summer with so much empathy. I ran again to keep my seat. I was successful, but a slate, their word, of candidates who campaigned to flip the board was successful too. This group knocked on thousands of doors while most of our community was still shut down with concerns over COVID, and they invested thousands of dollars in yard signs. They used facts taken out of context to spin narratives about incumbent board members, which sought to further politically divide our community. These are now my colleagues. And out of the gates, it was obvious that term number two was going to be nothing like my relatively calm and productive first term. We had to adjourn our first meeting without any of us taking the oath of office because this slate of four candidates went to the meeting at our township offices in person, despite it being scheduled as virtual. And then they wanted to argue about the constitutionality of remote participation and not count those of us who were virtual when they were calling the roll. A few months later, a board member from this slate was serving FOIA requests on other board members' private email correspondences with community members, all because that community member had questioned if a recent board action was in line with our code of conduct and ethics policy. Now, Ottawa Impact, the PAC, has its roots in efforts to organize and fight mask mandates as students in Ottawa County returned to the classroom in the fall of 2020. But it wasn't until the Kenowa Ambux, an awesome nonprofit group who had coordinated the Georgetown Township Memorial Day Parade for decades, decided to cancel our 2021 parade due to ongoing COVID concerns. This is when Ottawa Impact became a group with an online presence and began taking action to meddle in the affairs of local government. They stepped forward to plan a parade. And in doing so, they found a divisive foothold in my community and on my board. Suddenly, comments were being made by board members during discussion about our public schools teaching critical race theory and indoctrinating our country's youth, which are so categorically untrue and ignorant that they make my public school teacher blood boil. And then State Representative Meerman's Ottawa Declaration document, the one with all the signatures, was being followed up by Ottawa Impact's Ottawa Resolution, and my colleagues were all signing it. And then suddenly our board was passing resolutions to oppose mask and vaccine mandates and criticizing the work of our county commissioners and our health department. These are issues and bodies which we have no voice or power over. 
And then conversations started happening in our committees about book censorship in our beautiful library. Ottawa Impact affiliated colleagues were bringing lists of titles that they said should be censored just because of promiscuity. Yet no texts with straight character promiscuity were included in their list. And then it was a fight over SNAP benefits at our farmer's market because some of my colleagues didn't want to acknowledge that an under-resourced population exists in and around our community, nor give them the opportunity to extend them the dignity of a family farmer's market experience. Friends, I could go on and on and on and on, but I'm sure that I've already spoken beyond my allotted time, so let me wrap up by saying this. We have got to protect our communities from a fate similar to what I've seen unfold in Georgetown Township the last few years, and most alarmingly, the last few months. We have to go and vote, even in primaries, even if no one in your political party is facing a challenger. We have to get our friends and neighbors and colleagues and family members to exercise their right to vote. We have to help educate them. We have to be bold and brave in our choices and maybe even stray from our party affiliation to vote more strategically in another party's primary if it means promoting the common good. You're allowed to do that. Vote for candidates who lead with love, who lead by example, and who anchor their leadership in dignity, mutuality, humility, civility, and democracy. Vote common good. Thank you. Becky Steele, you know, working there in little Georgetown Township, Michigan, population of the entire township, 52,000 people. And, um, you know, the, the towns like that, you know, a lot of people listening live in and you know, you know well, I know them well. They're personal places, yeah. you know, like people know each other. Right. And just the level to which they turn on each other, again, for not being the right kind of Republican. Yeah. This isn't even a classic, you know, boy, we, we need more than two-party system answer, you mm -hmm. know, that people are so confident it's really going to solve everything. Or, boy, if we fix gerrymandering, that would solve... Nope. This, Georgetown Township <laughs> is not gerrymandered when it comes to their, you know, their town... Uh, decision makers. It yeah. has nothing to do with those kinds of solutions that so many of us are are uh, are very uh, adamant about. It's just general cruelty and nonsense and uh, and, and abrasive uh, interactions. Really, yeah. something. It's extremist. That's what it is. It's it's pushing everything to the furthest right you can. And if you're not with us, you're against us. You're the enemy. If you're not part of our little MAGA yes. cult, you've got a target on your back. That's right. And the, and the subtext of what they didn't bring up in their, in their comments is when she said my character is being slandered or the uh, uh, Jessica DeYoung saying, you know, they, they talked about me. What they're talking about is that they're not the right kind of Christians. So the argument about you not being the right kind of Republican for this Ottawa Impact Group is you're not the right kind of Christian to be mm -hmm. representing this county as a Republican. Get a load of... So it's not only politics is cruel, politics is brutal, people fight in, you know, there's inner fighting. This has this narrative of only Christians and only the right kind of Christians can be the ones who represent this county. Yeah. Because as the yard signs say when they that they put up around there, 
Jesus is Lord of Ottawa County. So therefore, your demand, the demand is that you're going to be a candidate that invokes the, the teaching of your own religion in yeah. your public service. Which is Truly also amazing. funny because they're not invoking any of the actual teachings or words of Jesus <laughs> with yard signs like that. <laughs> so therefore, yeah, Jesus is the Lord of Ottawa County. Therefore, we must love each other. We must look after the right. care of the poor. We must act in, in humility and submission to the least of these. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, no. That, as it turns out, that's, that's not what it is. It's, uh, so the hypocrisy is, is in glaring. It's rich. Um, yeah. All right. So, so the last two, now these, these two, Folks, and by the way, you know I'm a Midwesterner. You're you're a Midwesterner. I I love the 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 accents of the Midwest. So uh, you know uh, you hear that in the Minnesotans, and you hear <laughs> yep. you hear a little bit in those Wisconsin and, and a little uh, in Michigan, the UP up in, in Michigan. Okay, you're about to get a dose of it. So just put your <laughs> smile face on because uh, a couple of these guys are just classic. Like they're the kinds of Republicans that when I was growing up and I don't know, a few decades ago, there were people who just as Republicans, they were, they were just trying to do the best they could. And they happened to be a Republican, you know, mm-hmm. like they, their thought was, Hey, I'm here to serve. I'm here to help. What can I do? You know, that kind yeah. of thing, not how do we get more power? How do we win truth? Be damned. Just like not caring about anything other than just a sheer force of will. That stuff had nothing to do with the way these, what got these people to put an R on there next to their name or for them to join those political parties. You'll hear a little bit of that, uh, of that story, Phil and Greg, uh, two current County commissioners who were on the ballot last night. And by the way, things didn't go well in the primary election last night, this big slate of, Ottawa impact uh, county commissioners uh, were elected. Oh, um, wow. So these two guys, I think, are still are still on the county commission, but now they're on with these people that want to burn the whole thing down. I mean, well, some of them were actually part of the insurrection. I mean, the, it's not like these are insurrectionist kinds of people. No, they went to Washington, <laughs> D.C. on January 6th and were in the crowds. Like, yeah. that's who this is. And uh, and now, now my, we were joking a little bit after the event last night. And I said, you know, a lot of these people that think like this, they're going to end up on the county commission or on the school board or on the city, you know, organizing group, city council. And all of a sudden they're going to have work to do and they're not going to want to do it because it's one thing to be an activist, (laughs) as I know. And it's another thing to have to like go to Zoom meetings or show up at town halls and and talk to people and 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 work out forms and work on budgets. (laughs) They're going to have a Donald Trump experience all over. They're like, I don't want the job. I want the perks. Yeah. And there are no perks in city and county government. (laughs) It's perk free. (laughs) Right. Uh, It's just a hassle. So anyway, you'll hear that out of of these two cats. We do do it interview style. I want to thank the young ladies that spoke before us. Um, You're spot on. You're absolutely spot on. Every, everything these ladies said tonight is absolutely true. And my heart really bleeds for the young lady who's running for the school board. And that's extremely close to my heart because my wife serves on the school board. She serves on the school board in Allender Charter Township. Last fall, two different board meetings, one board meeting a month, she comes home in tears. And she said, Greg, I can't do this no more. She said the auto impact with her, with her team again tonight and they were abrasive, they were hollering, they're screaming. That's their methodology, how to get things done. 
And it just broke my heart. And I said to her, I gave her a big hug. And I said, Pam, you're the voice of reason. you got to go back. We're not giving in to these folks. We're in this together. We're going to fight together. And the same thing now is happening on my campaign. It's, it's so hurtful to see what people are saying on Facebook. There's no nice people. The, the two pastors that spoke tonight, you're spot on. We believe you 100% what you're saying is so true. People are just mean right now. And we need to find a way as a society to come together. Find a, find a common ground. Find something that works for everybody. We cannot go on like this with all the, all the abrasiveness and decisiveness. Well, that's where both common good comes in. You know, I've, in my district I live in, I've, I've never had more people come out. You know, I was always been a strong conservative Republican, still am. But, you know, I've had more Dems come out and say, you know what, we want the common good of the community. We know that's what you do as a commissioner. That's why we're going to support you. And they have come out and supported me. And then for the GOP to say, you know what, we can't be in the GOP no more because, you know what, we want people to come from the Democrats and vote for us. You know, shame on them. We don't respect that at all. That's not who we are. So just to clarify, that's what you're hearing from this group, Ottawa Impact, is that because you're a Republican asking for Democrats or non-Republicans to vote for you, they're now saying you're no longer welcome in the Republican Party as they see it. Oh, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what they're saying. And I find that very hurtful and shameful. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and we, like I say, six of us have been censored for trying to reach out to other people. For goodness sakes, we're a county of almost 300,000 people. We represent everybody. And no one is going to tell me, no one's going to tell Phil or any of our other commissioners who you can talk to, who you can represent. We represent everybody. And we push back. We push back and we got... We got censored because of that, and okay, and we we checked with the with the with the attorney for the GOP. We checked with the chairperson for the GOP. What does this mean? How long does this last? What can we do and not do? And nobody responds. It's just it's a political ploy to make us look bad so they can gain some more votes. Well, God bless them. It ain't going to happen with meetings like this with folks like you. With you guys sharing the story tonight. Okay, to 10 of your friends and have them share 10 of their friends. Us guys are from northern Ottawa County, but we have commissioners throughout the county. We need your help. And for me, every day when I get out of bed, I, I start my day with saying, I'm going to make a difference in somebody's life. And it, and it can be... It, it, it can be going to a mobile gas station and, and saying, uh, complimenting somebody. It, it can just be looking for the good in some people. And we need to get back to that. We need to continue to build each other up, not, not knock each other down all the time. So let's, let's work together on, on how can we do good things for each other and work together. We may not always agree on everything. We may have to agree to disagree. But we can look for good in people instead of bad in people. That's what breaks my heart tonight. And, and we, need, we need you tonight. We need you to go home and get on Facebook. We need you to text some people. Um, again, we're, all of us are under attack. Under attack just exactly like you heard tonight. It's not anything made up or fabricated. It, it's, it's an awful situation right now. We cannot let the county lose tomorrow. Well, I, I don't say this much anymore. I, I used to be able to say it a lot, but I think there's a couple of Republicans somebody should go vote for tomorrow on the, on the county commissioner. Just, uh, so thank you so much. Thanks for all your good work. And for being the kinds of public servants 
in this political environment that we can all be proud of and, and say thank you to. So thank you so much. Thank really you. Appreciate it. Really, really great. Thanks for having us. I mean, these guys, right? <laughs> like, why are they feeling like they have to deal with all of this? And um, it's classic bullying, right? Don't let people talk. Make yeah. things confusing. Just flood them with uh, confusion. Mm-hmm. That's you, you can just almost hear it. It 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 and it lies. Is, they lie. lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, truth. Truth is truth is sacrificed in this stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not just trying to promote what we do and what Nick, the organizer, our become a good West Michigan organizer, does there. But these people have no other group to work with. They've yeah. been censured, kicked out of their group, and then their group turned on them. They're trying to stay in public service and public life and there's nobody to organize with right mm-hmm. they're there's just no alone support so system there's no yeah it is really uh it is really really something and you yeah. know the need to to bring it up all the time is the only answer that i have that we were talking about this a bit in the in the program like well, what what can someone do yeah well, norma hook in the comments says how can we best help yeah, say a little more. The, the strategy that I know is is going to work, um, you know, is I guess there's two. One is encourage these poor people. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know if you if you heard. I've listened to these a few times live, and then some edits, and listen to them again now. The number of times that they say it was really hurtful, mm-hmm. it really was hard. It hurt. Like th- they're not talking like a bunch of seasoned pros grizzling it out in the political pit. You know, they're like. It hurts my feelings and and it's hard to get up and it just it's hard to do all of this. So encouraging these mm-hmm. people when they're when they're taking on this kind of negativity right. is a thing. The other is to tell the truth about it, to call it out, to step in front of it, to to move in and say something and not allow this this to, to go on. So when you if you're know anyone in West Michigan, if you know anyone anywhere, when you see bullying behavior and I, I've got to tell you if this only happened on the political right, I guess we could have one strategy. It happens all over society and all over m- movements, social movements. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've I've been uh, I've been firsthand witness to to this happening on all manner of sides when, when people become so committed to purity yeah. that they're willing to drive anybody out and just flood people with all kinds of swarming uh, negativity. So when that happens, whenever you see that, I think what you can do is you can start to start to bring it up. And don't believe it's not going to happen in your own area. It very well could. These are becoming mm-hmm. tactics, uh, social, social era tactics that um, are being tried and, and rehearsed and practiced and then shared. So this is the kind of thing that's uh, that people are planning to do. This particular group, Ottawa, there's the county again in Michigan, Ottawa Impact, they've raised up a bunch of money to be able to do this, to buy yard signs and to swarm people and mm-hmm. to uh, they pay canvassers, they pay people to go on social media. Like it's it's not only random people just acting badly, they're full on agitators doing this. Yeah. And uh, that's that's not I know sometimes people say that stuff about the work that we do that somehow, you know, like we're <laughs> funded by George Soros. <laughs> uh, they are a group, a political action committee, meaning they can raise money and then just, and then spend money. And this is how they choose to spend the money that they raise is doing, doing these kinds of bullying tactics. So you can fund counter programming like stuff that we do. You can fund uh, candidates or, or other groups, 
or you can encourage these people and speak up and try not to let it um, be the only voice that's being heard. You know, it would have been nice had a bunch of people gone to that ice cream shop owner and said, hey, it's going to be okay. We're glad to, you know, still right. come here because you let a school board member have talk to people while buying them ice cream. <laughs> they're not good uh, enough for your, they're not good enough for your ice cream that you're so, you're so pure. Right. That you and what's love. funny is all these right wing extremists claim to love free speech, claim to love free markets until it's something that they don't like. And then yeah. it will bully you into silence, will bully you into not being able to sell to Democrats. Yeah. He's like, again, the hypocrisy is hard to stomach. And I can see it where people would say to themselves, um, well, there are just political issues that I'm going to separate on. I'm not going to buy products from this company. I'm not going to have a, you know, a subscription to this audio or video streaming service because I don't like the people they put on there. Yeah, yeah, right. Sure. So that's yeah. that's the normal stuff you do, and you just think I don't want to have anything to do with that. Just mm-hmm. just keep me out of it, and don't don't take my money, and I don't want you up in my flow. You know, I don't like I don't do Spotify because I just think it's ridiculous. They pay Joe Rogan hundred million dollars to be their lead employee, <laughs> and I don't want to I don't want to pay Joe Rogan one cent. And they're not so paying I just me anything. Use, so I just <laughs> and you getting short handed. So I just you know I just stay out of it. Yeah. Okay. That's normal. Mm-hmm. Flooding your small business owner who's got an ice cream shop because <laughs> the Republican running for the school board talks to Democrats. So you're now going to go on social media and tell people to shut down her business. That is not the same thing. Right. And if people can't find that difference, then there's a little bit of, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit like when you, when your kids are in the house in the summer and you're like, Hey, 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 inside voices, right? Like <laughs> they read your social clues. Don't yell when you're in the house, <laughs> which I hear from upstairs. Oftentimes when this podcast goes on, like, you know, somebody shouting downstairs, Hey, inside voices down there. No, 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 no reason to shout. That is what we need in these kinds of environments to know the difference between you just choosing not to put your money somewhere and swarming a small business on social media, stopping someone in a parking lot, censuring people in your political party Mm -hmm. for all this nonsense. So that's that we, we have to get better at this, right? Mm -hmm. There is a language of opposition for sure. And we have to learn it, but we also have to have a vocabulary that can allow us to manage this language and not simply be running around with verbal clubs and and hurting and harming people. Yeah, and I think there's there's a strong number of conservative Republicans who would say like, well, that's not most of us. That's just yes. a handful of you know extreme people. But we need those quiet, good natured Republicans to get loud. We need them to stand up and say, this stand isn't how we do things. And we're not going to vote for people that behave like this. Yep. And we're going to raise a voice. Because I promise you, these four people you heard from there, and there are others that we didn't show in this in this segment, but again, people can watch. They were those people. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're staying out of it. We're the moderate people. Yeah. We're not getting involved in all this until that fire hose turns on them. Right. And, you know, that's that old adage that came out of, you know, the, the 
atrocities of, of World War II. First they came for, then they come for. This is what people are describing. Mm-hmm. That these, like, could you be any more sort of nice hearted, kind, <laughs> common goodery Republicans in West Michigan than the four you just heard? Right. Like a social worker that helps orphans and like. <laughs> A school teacher yeah. and a couple of guys in the county commission that are working in the parks yeah. and, uh, you know, making sure the sheriff has, you know, a, a cruiser. And yet this is what happens and this is yeah. what becomes of all of it. So th- 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 this is a, sort of a report from the road about what's going on, the heroes that are working to stand up against these people. And um, yeah, you're right. It's not it's not all Republicans. But the problem is all Republicans are not speaking out against these yeah. people. And so And too many Republicans are tolerating it. And truth be told, this is the GOP in Ottawa County. It's not they weren't censured by some pack. They were censured right. by the official political Republican political party. So it is the Republicans in West Michigan. Yeah. Now it might not be you as an individual, yeah. but it is the party. Mm-hmm. Hey Dan, one of the things we do around here is we train candidates. Uh, so we talk to their their teams we train them i'm going to start a training in one minute so i'm going to go do that now <laughs> yeah all right thanks all thanks for being part of this and we'll uh we'll see you uh, i don't know maybe tomorrow take care okay bye